Today's Braves Bits is brought to you by Vincent Van Gogurt. Are you so hungry that you could eat your own ear? Well, hop in a van, hit the van wick, and go gurt some. It's a delicious treat for sitting under a starry night. Use discount code VANGOGOPOWERRANGERS for your first squirt gurt van Vonnegut. We got some Braves Bits. We got some Braves Bits. They're coming in hot, so ready on Hopper Braves Bits. We're on episode 85. Episode 85, Lance. Holy mackerel. I don't believe it, do you? I do. It's you're born and then all of a sudden you're 85. That's a lot of hours in the pod kitchen, virtually and in real life. And that's not including our bonus stuff you can get on Patreon. We're Quick getting right after it. Early and often. Even more Braze Bit content on our Patreon. Been a paywall. What can they get, Lance? Well, they could get stuff they can't get on here. And by they, we mean you, the person who's listening directly. If you listen to something else and pay money, you can get more, which is great because we, as you can tell by how we started, already offer a lot. A whole lot. Vincent Van Gogert, which I hate. I'm not a fan of that advertiser. We usually say advertisers are great. Not a fan of Vincent Van Gogert. But supporting the pod, so thank you. But I hate him. I wasn't even going to bring up our advertisement because we started every, and you had to do it. But I wanted to do it a different way. Usually we're like, oh, that guy's great. I hate him. I hate Vincent Van Gogh, but he supports the pot. He's made me think a lot, a lot of starry nights. Exactly. Exactly. What are you thinking about right now, Lance? You got anything in that old ticker? Yeah, I was thinking about Vincent Van Gogh and how he's Dutch. And also about how in art, in your elementary school, did you have like art, like an art class? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mrs. Benintendi. It was a smoke show. We had Eileen Paraka. Classic. You leaned on her a bit. There's no leaning for me. Just scissor. Love that. Stay faded, Lance. We, yeah, it was like once a week. We would have gym twice a week. We would have music once a week. We would have art once a week. And we had library, but then that stopped and there was something else. My elementary school, we had lunch every day. That's one, one thing lunch. I remember. Lunch we, we every day. Success. Oh, yeah. Did you guys have a uh, like safety patrol? Like the oldest, the fourth graders in elementary school would like wear like these bands around lunchtime and make sure to enforce the rules? I think we had something along that sort, but I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. I remember we had line leaders and everyone thought that was like a big deal, but I wanted to be the closer who made sure everything was shut off. That was way more important. Line leader is fake because the teacher is actually leading. So you're just a stooge. Making sure like the like the lights are turned off and like you're making wow that's that's a real responsibility. Doors really closed, awesome. lights off. Jeez, Louise, a lot of responsibility. Those are the good old days. Elementary school, playing uh, games in the front yard, playing uh, Pegum. You ever play a game where you get pegged with a dodgeball and you have to run to the the wall? No. With a red butt, Pegum or red butt? Yeah, with like a uh, handball. Yeah. Yeah, we had that. I wasn't really into that. I played soccer and kickball. Got it. The good old days, Lance. Trying to not get cooties, you know? I was trying to get cooties. That was when Pokemon was big. I remember there was a big Pokemon phase. I didn't really get fully... Yeah, I don't don't know what you were doing. I wasn't Pika chewing anything up. I was chewing on bits. I think Lance froze or did not enjoy that. But either way... You just said you were chewing. What am I going to say to that? You didn't... you don't run serving up slop. You're serving up. I don't know what that was. 
Lance, we're a talk show. Sometimes you just got to talk. doesn't even make sense. Yeah, that's true. I got some meal prep for you. So do I. We're going to chew on a lot of meal prep. You, you can go first. I got two pieces of meal prep. Michael K., the Yes Channel and Yankees announcer, big fan of the pod. She's been brazer backing, brazer binging. She listened to the last episode. Big omission from our top nine foods list, which I uh, missed myself. Bagel bites. She said bagel bites and Elio's pizza. I'm not a big fan of Elio's. It always burned the roof of my my mouth. But pizza bagels, bagel bites, those were big miss. Huge part of my childhood. Omission impossible. I would definitely cruise. I would do my own stunts for a bagel bite. But I did not have it. It was... Uh intentional on my part you had regular pizza i had regular pizza so i thought pizza and bagel bites would be a little bit too much redundant yeah that's fair i had thought about it though i also thought about totino's pizza rolls you did when you're og bits also from famed predictor and brazerback phil jackson runner of the zen triangle offense he waited on my wet wipes qab he's a big wet wipe man he wipes his bunghole with a wet wipe. Says, wet wipes are the best. Yeah, you got to travel with them. And yes, it's tough to go back. And they're probably worse for the environment. But I love them. He loves He loves a wet wipe. He's trying to get me on board. He's trying to get me a moist bunghole. I feel like that's very direct from Phil. He usually is flowing with the, the flowery language. Yeah, it was, it was straightforward. Sometimes me and him, you gotta, he, he's got to really give it to me straight. Can't really always give me flowery language. Sometimes he's got to be strict with me. I, I like that. And also a side note, I was listening to some vlog. I was watching a vlog, and I thought it was a good comparison. They said bidets are like the, the sink for your butt. Bidet of pig's invasion. Huge. I wish I had a bidet. One day. What's your meal prep? This is from Mr. October. Shout out to top Razorback, Mr. October. He had, body. he had said that he was talking with uh, his fiance, Mrs. October, about our pasta episode, which was two weeks ago. We were ranking our top nine pastas, which you yes. voluntarily wanted to do and chose. Sure did. And Mrs. October, when Mr. October told her that your number one was pasta salad, she said, that is the lowest form of pasta. The lowest Holy form. God. That's why do we have to turn this into a class issue? Why does this have to be classes? <laughs> lowest, you could, you could say you don't like it. You could see the lowest. My mother, uh, and I said my mother's, I, my mother's pasta salad is a classy dish. I, and I would say it's one of the highest forms. It's, it's unbelievable. Lowest forms. So she might have been thinking like mayo because mayo, yes, anything pasta salad, potato salad with mayo, that's, that's trash. But come on, pasta salad with feta cheese and red pepper and a little olive and balsamic? Take me to the queen. It's classless. It's a snow day. It's, it's turning off the lights. It's locking up. It's not the line leader. Wow. Sounds uh, like she's kind of, she's turning her nose down. It's kind of uh, looking down on me a little bit there. I think she's correct. I think it's pretty indisputable. It's not I right. thought that was a nice way to also deliver it. Yeah, I thought that was pretty crude and rude. Crude Van Nistelrooy soccer player. Nistelrooy! Classic. Yeah. Uh, that is all I have in terms of meal prep. 
Yeah, you know, when sometimes people talk like that, like they talk in questions. Yeah, when you're trying to think out loud. And I'm like, I, I'm not that important. I, I would say that. No apologies needed, Lance. We're, we're in the kitchen. We're grooving. We both did our meal prep. I'm not trying to jump the gun here, Lance, but every single time I ask this, you always think I'm trying to. But hey, Lance, you got any highlights? Yeah, I do. Here we go. Now we're cooking with gas. We're zooming. This is a good drive so far. This is like drive radio. It's like drive the movie with Ryan Gosling. Good movie. You got any highlights? I do. You want me to go first? You're really uh, being a gentleman. You call. You're, you're being. Nah, yeah, you, yeah. You I'll hold. I'll hold the door open. Just say thank you. Before or after? I'm, I'm holding the door open. Through. I'm holding the door open so long that it's like I should have just went through the door. But I'm. It's kind of awkward. Yeah. I have to do like the slight jog up. Like I'm not really jogging. I'm gonna move my 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 arms fast. Yeah. Thank you so much. You didn't have to do that. No problem. I got another lasagna of highlights, Lance. A lot of little guys that really piled on top of each other to make a top nine pasta dish. I went to a museum with my parental units, the Pod Father and the Pod Madre, last week. I went to the MoMA. I went to the Museum of Modern Art, Lance. I've been Jason there. Jason MoMA. Yeah, great body on that guy. Good hair. We just we just looked at his body. We we all went and just kind of looked up a Google image and looked at his body. We went to the MoMA. I've been there many times, but I haven't been there since probably 75. Um, met up with my parents there. It was a great, great little excursion. We saw Vincent Van Gogh, saw Starry Night. There was some kind of exhibit, the rapper going on that we weren't a big fan of. I forget the name of the guy, Basquiat, not Basquiat, but like he was kind of like, they're showing his like original works and a lot of his uh, like notebook drawings. But the, the main show was Vincent Van Gogh. We saw the Picassos, saw the old classics, got some art in our blood. And then we went to a uh, very nice restaurant called Avra Estatiora, Teoria. It was a Greek place, seafood restaurant. And I had the best Dover sole I've ever had. Podfather and I both got Dover sole. Mmm, 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 Lance. It was delish. Great service, was packed out. Oh, overall, very nice day. What makes it Dover? It's a good, it's a, it's a good diving fish. It really jumps into the water well. My guess is that it's from, that was in like in England. It's a good guess. I'm not sure. I doubt Delaware. Because there's regular soul. Then there's Dover soul, which I, I think is an, another, it's an above class. It's the next level of, of, of soul. It's not the pasta salad of soul. If you want to use that, Metaphor, yeah. It was unbelievable. A light fish, buttery. And then I did some shows. We both did the Mohegan Sun, last comic standing competition. Good show overall. Good crowd. I got a, after the show, I got a Bobby's Burger Palace burger Ooh. with sweet potato fries. And it was delectable. Really fueled me up for my long drive home. Yeah. Yeah. We both did a competition. Jesse had a terrific set. I thought he had the best set of anyone there. Thank you very uh, much. And you deserve to advance. There were 12 people. I'll, I'll give the background. There were 12 people, four people advanced. I did not advance. I'm part of it is because I'm not a good comic. Part of it is because it just, it just wasn't my night. I started a bit awkwardly, only get five minutes and I didn't really get him back. And I was a little confused with the light situation. Oh, the light. Uh, 
I don't think they lit me or I didn't see it. And then I saw there was a board, but I wasn't looking at it because I was just waiting for the light. And then I just ended very, very poorly. So I knew I wasn't going to go forward. But, you know, now, now I just could root for you. And I'm happy that. there's no uh, there's there's no friendly competition anymore. True. It, it, it's, it's, it being a competition is very weird. I think moving forward, I'm going to try to riff on that of it being like a competition that we're like fighting in the back in the green room. I like shouldn't have cared. I don't know. I like did do different stuff. I haven't been wearing a hat at all. Actually, I'm not wearing a hat today, but I haven't been wearing a hat on stage because I don't like it. Like I feel I, I have a bit about losing your hair, but I didn't do. I wasn't going to do it, so I didn't want to like. So I wore a hat. I was just. You also you had know. a five and a half hour drive up there. That's. I mean, that's a I long. Did. That's a long yeah. ride from from the Jersey Shore. I, I would have been all over the place. Yeah. No. No excuses for me. But you know. It's all good. I got, I'll give you some excuses. You went up later in the show. I also think, I don't know. I, I had a sweet spot. I went up third. Well, you were good. You had a good spot because you opened, like, well, they, they, they were but the two people before you didn't have great sets. Yeah. So, they were simmering. Yeah. I really kind of yeah. cracked an egg over their face. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a good, good experience. Uh, I don't hate that I don't have to drive there. It's a long drive. So yeah, long drive. I do like a drive though. Yeah, I like a drive too. Yeah, anything else? That's it. My highlight is I guess I'll say I went to the Jersey Shore this weekend. It was nice. It was good to get out of the city. Got some sun. Really, the highlight is this porch that Kate's aunts have. It's just like the best porch, maybe in America. You sit out there as reading. I'm reading this book that I never read, Bonfire of the Vanities. Have you heard of this? No. It's a book about like 80s New York. And... Um, Portrait of Rossi. Ellen DeGeneres' uh, wife. Yeah. I was like, who's that? That's someone, yeah. It's about this like stockbroker, but then he like gets lost in the Bronx and like hits a black kid and it's about like race and, you know, like different pockets of New York society. And it's very interesting. I've always heard about it and I had never read it. So I'm like halfway through that. Is this porch okay. on the beach? No, no. So the porch is uh, outside. They're like part of their home. You know how porches are? It's like a home no. and then there's a porch. No, uh, I'm just, I'm just a poor guy who likes pasta salad. I really know. I never experienced the porch before. That's the beach like is about an eight minute walk uh, oh, that's, that's from perfect. the house. Yeah. So Walked around, went to Asbury Park for dinner on Saturday night. The next day I saw, I think you know this guy, Mike, who used to live above the Lantern, moved down there, so I hung out with him. I probably recognize his face. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just had a good time. I guess that's my highlight. Just getting out of the, the pace of the city was, Any, was just something I needed. Oh, yeah. Any, uh, I think you mentioned, I don't know if it was on pod or off pod, but do you have any uh, wobbly pops down there? I did. I had one wobbly pop per night. The group we were going, so we also went with, so my aunts and we also went with Kate's very good high school friend who is engaged to a coworker of Phil Jackson. Huge. Brian Shaw. This is, this is the Brea's universe really coming all together. I would love yeah. to hear Phil Jackson's take on Ryan Shaw. Ryan Shaw says Phil Jackson is the, he's beloved at the company. Yeah, yeah. We'll say just a coworker of Phil Jackson. We'll say was yeah was very complimentary of, of Phil Jackson. I told him 
he was trying to call him something else. And he said, what are you talking about? His name is Phil Jackson. He's a predictor. But, he's a Zen master. Yeah. Anyway, the whole group in general, pretty, you know, into the wobbly pops, into the road sodas. So, so what, what is your yearly tally now for road sodas? I had two. I had one each night. So I'm up to nine. Oof. Yikes. Once yeah. you break that 10 seal. I know. That's going to be off the rails. I could have. I mean, it, it was definitely conservative. You know, I, I easily could have had five per night and I right. had one. Good for you. Yeah. And you said you dipped your toes into the ocean. You didn't go full body into the big drink. Me and Phil Jackson's coworker, it was, it was pouring like all weekend. The weather, you know, everyone talks about the way it's a big topic. It's a small talk topic, but at this time, at this moment, it's a big talk topic because it's been so insane. Whack Goldberg. It's been wacky. Remember, you see those floods in Western Europe? Yeah. Unbelievable. Wildfires. What's going on? I think uh, climate change. Possibly. I saw that, I guess this isn't totally related, but there's some town in Utah that is stopping construction of new homes to conserve water. Jesus. And it's like kind of the first time this is happening. And this might happen, you know, as as we uh, drain the water supply. Drain me. You probably enjoyed, though, the rain at, at the beach. I feel like you you, oh, you, yeah. you love a rain. I rain did, out. but it was still so humid. That's what's also a problem with this rain in the summer. It rains, and then it's still just as hot. You can see the steam that. coming out of the, the street. I hate that. No one wants yeah. that. Anyway, though, Phil Jackson's coworker and I walked, like, there was, like, a little bit of a, the girls had gone shopping. So we just hung out, and we were, we were like, let's go on a walk. Or I said, let's go on a walk. And we walked to the beach. And by the time we got to the beach, it had gone from like drizzling to the sky was just like black. And then it just started pouring and we got really, we got, we got caught. Super soaked. In the rain. Super soaked. Yeah. Sometimes so, that's nice. But did you guys have like your phones on you and you weren't prepared? I for didn't. It? That's actually, that was what I meant to say in my highlight. I like really didn't have my phone on me all weekend. Like I didn't bring it when we went out to dinner. I like that's left right. it upstairs most of the day. So I actually got to just like think. Wow. And it's just, you know, these phones are terrible. Yeah. Wow. That's healthy. I'm yeah. plugging. And it was just nice. I mean, having the car that we got a few months ago has been essential, you know, just being able to go for a drive. You got out of the city. You were able to, at your own will, at your own whimsy, just zoom down Hilarity Highway, hit the old comedy clutch, filled your car with laughing gas. Not, I love a good drive, Lance. I could go on for days about things I love about driving. Well, I don't think you're going to be able to go on for days, but you could go on for the next 35 to 50 minutes if you want. I would love to. You want me to just go and, and then you just give me the red light at the end or you want to do like a more structured like top nine format for it? I think let's do a more structured top nine format. That's probably more fair to, the, to you and the Blazerbacks. We're doing uh, our top nine. Don't cut me off. <laughs> I'm going to, Lance, I'm not signaling. I'm coming into your lane. This is my way or the highway. We're doing our top nine things about driving, Lance. Long yes. time coming. I yes, was, we are. You proposed yeah. this at the Moving Sun. I, I, for some reason, thought we had already done it, Kurt Vonnegut, but uh, we haven't. No, we haven't done it. I have proposed this like once, and I think we went with something else. Got it. Now, now the time, you know, we're 85 years old. We only got a few episodes left, so we, we got to do it now. And we're both road warriors. Both have cars now. It makes complete sense. And we're both coming off some driving weekends. A long drive. drive. Yeah. I had, this was one of my longer weekends of driving. Yeah. We, we had this long drive. I also, I also, I did not say in my highlights, I'm going to save part of it for my QAB, but on Friday night, I actually drove to Philly and back to do a show. 
with Brett Rabold. I saw you're doing that, but I assumed yeah. that you were going to go right to the shore. You came back. I went to, no. So I was at the shore. Then from there I drove to Philly and back. Okay. Okay. I thought you like yeah. went to Philly, then came back to New York, then down to the shore. That one. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Yeah, a... yeah. It's only like an hour 15 drive. So it wasn't too bad. That's great. But did that. And then, well, Friday drove, don't you love talking about logistics of driving? This is sure. the stuff that people are going to pay extra for. So I should probably put it on the Patreon. What's your, what was your average speed? Do you think? I don't go fa- I don't go fast. I go this, like a little over the speed limit. Yeah, I'm not like uh, you and most people. I no no that's that's unfair. I I have never gotten a speeding ticket, and I I, really? I do the same. I go just above the speed limit. I've gotten one speeding ticket in my life. It was somewhere in upstate New York. We we're Copake Lake. We had we were going a wedding. And it was Sunday and the speed limit was 45. I was going like 45 dropped to 30, literally crossed it. I'm slowing down. And you know, they they got me at 42. I was going 42 and a 30. That's terrible. Speed speeding ticket. I have, I will, I'll admit I'm not, I'm not, I'm no saint. I've gotten a texting while driving. That's the only, (laughs) which is way worse. That is way worse. Um, only ticket I've gotten, I've since then been a lot better. Don't do that anymore. But no, no speeding and no accidents. Knock on wood. I've yeah, knock on wood for me. Accidents. I've like never hit another. No, I hit another car once. Parallel parking. That's a lie. Okay. Fun me. Little bumper car action. Yeah. You want to go first? Yes. Uh, my number nine is an uncanny streak of green lights. Ooh. You get this mostly in the city or city type driving, but when you're driving and the light's green and then the light in front of you is red but then it turns green and then you kind of just ride that that wave you know 50 or 60 blocks nothing better i'm thinking about driving like up first avenue or something in, in yep, new york yep. we're driving down second avenue yep we're driving up third avenue you get what i'm saying sure and this to me after a certain point it feels like cheat like there's something off like if you ever take a test and four answers in a row are a c you're like this this next one too good to be true it can't be c it gets a little dangerous i love it when you're personally driving but if you're in a taxi and they start seeing those greens it's almost like almost like they're on a drug and they like can't get enough of it and they start like zooming in and out and they they just it's a need for speed tokyo adrift i guess you never been in a taxi where they start getting the greens and they're like, that's like a sugar rush. They're like, I, I need to, I can't get ever get a red again. I feel like they're ta- some taxis are like that no matter what. Yeah. But the reds slow them down once they get I, the greens. I've really almost stopped. I can't remember the last time I've been in a taxi. Actually, it was like almost a year ago. Um, I think I haven't really been, I've taken a few like lifts, which I don't, I'm not proud of it. I've not really called them. I've called, I think two or three in my life. And, but now we have our car, so I'm going to drive or we're going to take the subway. So I feel like there's, I feel there's almost, I'm trying to really limit the situation. I don't think there's really any for me that I'm actually taking a cab anymore. It's either I'm driving or I'm taking the subway. Right. It's a good one. I didn't even think about that one. All greens. My number eight, I feel like this might be higher up on your list, but it's number eight for me. Yelling at other people from the comfort of your own seat. So you're talking like yelling at someone for making like a cutting you off or cutting you off a truck, just kind of like stop. And then you have to go mm. around 
mm. in the city, maybe someone darting out, a bicyclist, someone okay. going too fast, you know, all these people that are zooming, switching lanes, you know, just kind of yelling at them, but you know, that's never going to get back to them. Right. Right. It's a good one. I don't like it like that. I, I don't, I personally don't get like road rage. I don't really, ever, I've never gotten like triggered by something that's happened on the road. I do like if someone's driving slow, I'll, that is nice to yell at somebody and, and not have any consequences, but I don't like that. See, that's the difference. You're yelling at someone for getting in your way or something. I'm yelling at someone who's endangering myself or others. It's kind of the same thing. No, you're yelling at someone because you're, if they're going slow. I mean, if you're going like, if they're going 30 miles an hour on a highway, but it sounds like they're just in your way. Get out of my way. Is all I'm, I'm talking about, I mean, you've driven on the BQE, these people that just like change lane, like cut you off, yeah. change lanes right in front of you, these yeah. trucks, you know, that right. like drive right next to you. You've right. seen this stuff. I've people, are, this. people are reckless out there. Yeah. This is true. This morning, actually, Kate drove me to the UPS store to drop off the latest batch of Big Apple boxes. And this is one of these situations that it's just, you know, these moving trucks in the middle of the street, Ooh, boxes, truck. deliveries. You got to, you got to play. It's Tetris basically on the street. So there's a lot, of, a lot of yelling. Makes you feel for these Amazon and, and UPS truck drivers where like they must get heckled and harassed. And like, what are they supposed to do? They're just trying to do their job. And sometimes there's just narrow streets. Did I, I think I talked about this on a recent episode where it's it's like the agreement that new yorkers have had yeah yeah it's like it's going to be chaos but you're going to get your packages and we've all agreed <laughs> that this is okay right. and it's very dangerous every second and it's a miracle that more issues don't happen but yeah driving these trucks and these narrow it's in, it's insane unbelievable my number seven is when you do the double lane change Ooh. I don't do this too often. I never really attempt to do it for fun, but you know, it's, if you have an exit that you don't see, or you got to, sometimes you get on some sort of highway and you got to get off the exit right away and you got to execute the double. It's a good, it, you feel good. You feel like you're accomplished. You feel a little bit like you're in NASCAR or something. Sure. And there's a nice little rush that you get. Another phenomenal one, a little slingshot move. You're, and you're kind of like, it's, it's the one time you feel like you're almost in a little video game. You're, you're, you're maneuvering, of course, safely and soundly. I, I think the most, the, the biggest time that ever happened to me, I was driving to the Asheville Comedy Festival with uh, Robbie Leon, Kings of Leon. I'm not sure even sure if he does comedy anymore. The Slob. Yeah, Slob Nation. And I was, we had a rental car and I was driving and we were like really like riffing and, and, and like, and uh talking a lot and exit was coming up and I had to do one of those maneuvers and it was a good, it saved us like half an hour because down there exits are pretty sp spread apart. You delivered maneuver eats. <laughs> now we're cooking. Now we're really driving. We're, we're fully, our, our, our tank is fully loaded. Herbie. Herbie. That was your number seven. My number nine, Lance, my comedy car is fully loaded with laughing gas it's letting someone into a lane or make a turn in front of you. And then you get or give the wave. It should be lower down on my list, but it's, it's my number nine. I love both equally giving a wave of, or receiving a wave. It's usually a mutual thing of the, the wave, like, up. Oh, you're in a car, I'm in a car. You let me do something. 
let, letting someone come into your lane. Cause I think it all comes full circle. You give, you let someone come into your lane. They're going to let you come back in your lane. Might, might not be the same person, but if someone does not give you the wave, it really irks me. Urkel is a geek and geek. It makes me geek out. If, if, if I am a mensch and I let you come into my lane, give me a little wave. Even if I'm behind you, I'm looking at you. Give me the wave in your rear view mirror. Let me see your hand, hands up. Hopefully you have hands. Yeah. The wave. It's a good one. I hadn't thought about that. I don't, also, I don't know yeah. if I wait. I, I am, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm quite generous. I think in terms of letting people in, there are times when I think if people are abusing the system, I won't let people in, but you know, if you're, if you're going to do a whole cut everyone and try to cut it at the end, I'm really not going to let you in. I mean, I'm not going to risk my car over it, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be happy about it. And I try to won't let you, but I don't really think I do the wave. I feel like it's just kind of understood. Sometimes if you're clearly like making eye contact, like if you're, if, if you're at a red light and someone yeah. is like, Hey, if they're, they're pointing yeah. to you, then of course you wave. But if it's sort of more a stalled traffic on a highway situation, I feel like I'm not really waving. Wave them in, wave them out. Do the wave at a sporting event. And this is also a subset of that. It's, it's, it's driving around a local neighborhood, a suburb and waving at your neighbors. I love a good wave, even if you don't know them. That's my new thing. I, I love throwing up a hand. How do you do to your neighbor? Just driving slow. Wave hill. Turkey hill. Hagen does. You're going to make me cream, Lance. My number eight, it's pit stops. On a highway, pit stops for the bathroom or food in the middle of nowhere. You get out. It's a little piece of uh, serenity. On the way home from Mohegan Sun, I made a pit stop in Connecticut, and I was at this, the, uh, the urinal, and I was talking to a guy, and we were talking about how much longer we have in our drives. He had another four hours. Catching up with other road dogs, you see the, the lay of the land, the McDonald's, the, the Auntie Anne's pretzels. I like a pit stop, especially a well-timed pit stop when you're like, I got to pee, but you, you only really want to go if you have to go. If someone else has to go, you're like, I'll wait till you have to go. A well-maneuvered pit stop. It's very nice. It's a good one. I have it a little higher up on my list, so I'll, I'll wait. Okay. I'll, 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 let, I'll let you in. Let me in. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm not abusing no system. Though you're not going to really love my number seven. Lance is waving at me. You might want to subscribe to the Patreon to see those paws. My number seven. <laughs> let me in. My number seven. You're not going to want to let me in for this one, Lance. You're going to want to stop me. It's maneuvering out of a bad lane <laughs> into a good lane. Using that exit lane to bypass people in traffic when there's a big traffic jam. It's just, you're playing the game. Lance is, he's doing a lot of object work right now. I, I'm, 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 I'm distracted. My hands are not on the road. My eyes are, my hands are not on the road. My eyes are on the wheel. My number seven is move, maneuvering and finding the best possible lane. I'm thinking more of the highway. Sometimes it doesn't go in like stop and go traffic in the city, but, and not talking recklessly. I'm talking smartly. You're maybe everyone is exiting at a certain stop and you maneuver out into the free lane. It's just figuring out the best possible path. And it's a nice thing. Number seven, the maneuver. I, my strategy usually for a highway I just go in the middle lane and then if someone's slow, I'll pass them and that's it. Yeah. I'm, 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 uh, I'm usually in the left lane 
I'm not speeding. But if the left lane's backed up, I'll go to the middle lane. I'm going yeah, with the yeah. flow. I'm, I'm feeling the vibes and the energy of the highway lands. I'm right. Yeah. yeah. I'm rocking out. That was my number seven. Pull me over, Lance. My number six, I actually think it should be higher up on the list, but I put it number six. It's the moment the traffic opens up. Oh, my gosh. I just got chills down my back. Nothing better. When you're – you don't even know how much it is. I do know if I'm driving with Kate, she'll tell me it's red for this amount of time. But when I'm driving myself, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. And you usually do know if it's places you're driving a lot. It's like, all right, after this exit, it's going to open up. Sometimes the lane's closed. And then almost even before when you see people start merging and you're like, land, ho. <laughs> and then you go from that stop and go 10 miles an hour, 20 miles an hour back to, you know, 50, 60, 70. And it is just, you feel like you, you're escaped from robbing a bank. Yeah. You're out. You're got a dodge. It's also a nice feeling when you to like see the reason. Sometimes like, you're in your Dodge. Durango. Someone's pulling me over right now. But, but part of that excitement, which I, I'm not a rubbernecker. Don't accuse me of being a rubbernecker, Lance. But I will. It's, it's, you you want to see the reason why you're in traffic. You know, I, is there, I'm not looking at an accident. If there's something brutal going on. But you know, I want to know. Did someone car go out of gas? i like to see. Why were we stuck? In the middle of you. I don't, when there's an accident, I'll never look because you never know the gruesome thing you could see. And if it's construction, then it's very visible. True. It's a reminder yeah, that, that's part of it. you know, it's a reminder that when anytime you drive, there's probably someone who's, you know, it could be self-imposed or it could be completely on, you know, just completely bad luck that you're getting. Sure. Hobbered. I've said this before, I think, when Drode, when I got my, either, I think it was either, I don't remember if it was when I, like, no joy rides. the first time. Well, he said two things. He's, no, no joy rides was second. The first thing he said, he said, this is what, how, it was my, my grandpa, he said, this is what, how he told me when I got my first car. A car is a weapon and you should treat it as such. I love that. Absolutely. And that's right. It is a weapon. You 100%. Could, you could wield it. People wield it against you. 100%. 100%. Number five is the impromptu, the impromptu rest stop. So I'm, I'm calling your rest stop. I'm raising it a little bit. This actually happened. Impromptu meaning like spontaneously, not planned. Yes. Yes. This happened on Sunday, driving back from Mohegan Sun. Kate was very nicely decided to come with me to Mohegan Sun. She said, she said you were uh, very brusque and she said, how come Jesse didn't want to talk to me at all? I was worried about that. I, I, you guys were eating. No, she, she, were didn't, she didn't say that. Brisk the iced tea. <laughs> but this was something I was worried about. You guys were sitting down at the comedy club, but you had, you had ordered food. We were chatting. It was a quick chat. And then the food came over. And I could see a lot of people being like the guy who stands over your food, looking at you. I knew you guys just had a long drive. When your food came, you didn't want to talk to me anymore. I got out of there. I said hello. It was, it was bad timing, but I, I'm not going to be the guy to be like, oh, you guys got, really got the hot chicken? You said you were very standoffish. Oh, my. I did no. stand up. I thought <laughs> Kate was coming to the show. I would have no. loved to. 
I told I, I told her she would she would have came, but I said don't come. You know, spending what fifty dollars to yeah. for five minutes to see me bomb. But if she was there, maybe I would have like had superpowers. But you know, at this point, it's not worth it to. Right. She explored the many wonders of Mohegan Sun, which she was amazed by. Shout out to Kate. Then, I wish we could have spent more time together. I would have made a pit stop just to talk to Kate more. By the end, she said, this is really a place where people are probably kidnapped. And then she got into some conversation with some woman named Barb from Flushing, who grew up in Flushing, but lives in Hartford now. And she said that the Ch- we really have to find out from the Chinese what happened with COVID. Oh, no, Barb. I met her when I came out. She was she was trapped in this conversation with Barb, and I I I saved her. Good, get get out of Barb. Yeah, Barb. Barb. She's wife. really she's really throwing some barbs. There are a lot of characters there. I once talked to a guy who gave me a one steak sauce for free that he Ooh. stole from a restaurant there. Now you got some stolen goods. Yeah. What were we, oh the improv. So anyway, we were driving back, and we were planning on just doing a straight shot. But it was getting late. You're getting tired. You know what happens when you yeah. plan? Sometimes God laughs you, at you. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta. When God closes a window, He opens up a garage. We're all psychos. We thought we were gonna make it, and then we decided let's just stop. Went to the bathroom. Dunkin' Donuts was open at the rest stop, so I got a coffee. We both got donuts, and it was great. And then the last hour of the the ride was way more enjoyable. Love that. The idea of the rest stop, you always think it's going to really delay you, but it ends up making, it makes it more worth You're more comfortable for the second half of the trip. It's worth it can. It. On the way there, actually, we also stopped, at, we stopped at the rest stop and we stopped at a Dunkin' Donuts also. Different one, different side of the road. And they were just slow and it took long. Ah, and then that. when we got back in the car, Kate was like, there must be traffic because it says 20 minutes or our arrival time is 20 minutes after. And then I was like, we were just in there for 20 minutes. <laughs> That's how time works. Yeah. I, I didn't, I, I was, I didn't mean to brusque with Kate. I, that was my biggest nightmare. I, I, I should have pulled up a chair. I should have. No. <laughs> she not. said she, she thought it was funny and she almost, she wanted to possibly play a prank on you in which she was going to text you that she was upset that uh, you were so brusque. That, that was literally my, my fear. I was stuck in the middle. I was, I, the, no, the she didn't, came out. She didn't care. I, I would have been pissed if you stayed because I was hungry. I just wanted yeah, to eat. Exactly. I, you did the right thing. Spike Lee. She, she's pissed. My number four is executing a high-pressure maneuver. Mm, there's so a this is when there's danger. You got to – there is this – this was actually – we were driving to the Jersey Shore last fall, and this truck – I don't know if it didn't see me or, or something – but it literally just tried to run me off the, the lane. I don't like, and I just had to do like a wild kind of spinorama to not get hit. Very scary in the moment, but after it's like, all right, I'm, I got my reflexes. I got everything yeah. right, you know, ready to go. Um, actually, also on, on the way back on Sunday, Sunday night, do you know the part of, did you take 95? You took 95. You were saying yeah. you don't take the, okay. the Merritt Parkway has a bunch of demerits. A lot of demerits. Nighttime demerit scares me. I took the yeah. right path. So the part when you get, it's like you're right into New York and there's like the lane split and then there's no shoulder for like yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was a car that was just stalled on that part. 
which there's nowhere to maneuver around. And there was like, and I, you don't realize because it's like, you know, so I like stopped very short, got very lucky that the car behind me also didn't, uh, but you know, it was a very dangerous, probably the most dangerous part of that whole trip to stall out in this car was just stalled Jared stall from high school. But you know, being able to handle that, it's like very scary in the moment. But when when you're out of it, you're like, all right, I'm I'm a skilled, competent driver. You survived. You used your weapon for good. Yes. No, no crash bandicoot. No. That was your number quattro. My number six. This is a classic. It's kind of a hacky sack, but it's just the it's the good music playlist. It's the vibing out for a for a road trip. Being in the car is when I do my singing. It's when I really built out my voice. I sing in the shower a little bit, but I probably do my most singing in the car. Just having a good playlist, you kind of get into like a, a, a Phil Jackson Zen state where you're, you're obviously paying attention and you're, you're like, you're, you're out of your head. You're on the road. You're, you're listening to music. You're not, you're not looking, not scrolling. Lance is letting me in, into the, the highway. Perfect maneuver. It's just a good, having a good playlist. I like to make a playlist for a, a long road trip. I also, it's farther down on my list, but I also have a bunch of podcasts already downloaded. I like the, I, I like the planning of like, of, of the energy and the vibe of what the trip's going to be like. This used to be great for me when I was in high school through college, I guess I would burn CDs and yeah. have all these different oh, CDs. Yeah. And now these cars don't come with CD players and you got to plug in your phone or whatever. Or, or I listen to the radio actually more. So I listen, do you, do you want to know what I listen? You won't, you probably will never guess what I listen to if I'm just driving around. You're listening to the radio. You're asking me what channel on the radio? Yeah. Is it music or is it talk radio? Well, yeah, that's one thing you got to narrow down. I feel like you would love, I listen to this randomly. There's this guy on talk radio who uh, talks about money and he makes you like uh, people call in and they're in debt and he talks to you how to get out of debt. Dave Ramsey. That guy, so, yeah. I, yeah. I know, I know him, but I, that, no, it's okay. not, it's music. Jazz? Nope. Hip hop? 94.7 New York country. Oh my, <laughs> I actually, that's, Lance, who, what are you doing? I like bear, I like Jesus. My guy, my, my whiskey and my Lord. It's nice. I thought you were better than that. It's nice and relaxing and soothing. And when you're driving, it's like driving is, it's almost like a cheat code for the city, right? You shouldn't be driving in the city. The city is difficult. Everything you do and driving is like an easy, it's not easy. You have to be very alert, but you're almost, you, you've beaten the having to always immerse yourself in everyone and everything's every, every energy around you. And country music is is antithesis to kind of the city and it just puts me in a good mood i feel like the music is always good enough and i just it, it kind of mentally transports me to out of the city can't agree to anything you just said i, I do agree about music transporting you and and zenning you out but country music holy mac it all sounds the same it's all just beer and jesus and I lost my wife to the to the Bible, and uh, I just gosh dang it, Lance. Chicken fried. God dang it! Wow. Ride my I, horse I, down I, to I, the church. I didn't know you hated country music so much. 
I, it's it's baloney. I feel like it's more like a pig roast. Yeah. What were we saying? Your play- playlist? Oh yeah. yeah so anyway, so yeah, so now I just like that's what I do because I like I, I don't have Spotify Premium, so it's like commercials, and then I can't even pick the songs because it's like they don't let you. Pandora I do sometimes, but I don't I don't need to be bothered. Give me ninety four seven. Your, your car doesn't have any access access to CDs. No, no. CD. Uh, wow. Okay. I don't think so. I mean, I'll check again, but uh, last time I checked, there wasn't. Interesting. Well, no, actually it might, but even if you do, my computer doesn't. So I can't. Right, right, right. And I also don't, the music system, I don't know, you know, on my iTunes library anymore. It's all, it's all gone. Wow. That's a a critical part about my drive. It's what kind of soothes me if I have a long drive, knowing that I have control over the playlist. Oh. Yeah, I don't care. Sometimes I'll do podcasts, you know, plug in some braised bits. True. My number five, this is a simple one. It takes me back to your childhood. I did a little bit of this on the way up to Mohegan just to kind of shoot the breeze. It's sticking your hand out the window and feeling the breeze. You can't do it really on the highway because it's, you're going too fast. But when you're, you're out in the suburbs, you roll down the windows on a nice day and you put your hand out the window and you get that like, the air pushing your hand up. It's kind of like you're, you're riding the wave of the outside. It's, you don't do it while you're driving. You do it while you're a passenger. But I love that. I love uh, You feel like a dog sticking your, your snout out the window. I've never done it. You've, you've repressed, I think, repressed I, the memory. I remember, I don't know if this was true or not. It probably was true. But I remember when I was like five or six or seven, hearing some story about this girl who, you know, stuck her head out of the school bus and got decapitated. So I'm like, I'm never putting any body part outside a window. This is wild. I think the second your father called the car a weapon and said, no joyriding. You really, yeah. He's not. I used to have this bit. Maybe I should bring it back that like the difference between uh, dads and fathers. It was like one of like the first jokes I did. Sounds familiar. Yeah. I'll be your dad. That was my number five. My number four, again, it's podcasts, making the time fly, having a good podcast. I listened to a really good podcast called Good One on the way up to Mohegan Sun that interviewed Dan Harbin, Harmon. And it was a fascinating interview. And it was, again, like, you get into this, like, state of mind where I'm listening to the podcast, I'm driving, I'm, out, I'm paying attention to both the drive and the podcast, but time just, like, flies. And I like by the time I was done with the podcast, I was half an hour away from Mohegan Sun. I, I like, it's, I'm not, it's hard to articulate, but like I'm, I'm paying attention to the drive. But when I'm like in a good flow with the podcast and the drive, you're not really like consciously thinking of what you're doing. You're, and, and I think that's what makes the drive go by faster. You're, you're like out of your head and you're out there. I love a good podcast and uh, especially a long one. I think it's, it's ideal for a long drive. You're in a Dan harmonious state. Bingo. That's the thing with podcasts. It's found time where you could do certain tasks, the same effectiveness, but then you're also can effectively listen. Watch. I, I listen to a lot of po- to podcasts like washing the dishes. Yeah. yeah. It's like exactly. the same sort of thing where you're like yeah. washing the dishes and you're able to do it, but you're also equally. You're not, you're not thinking about doing the dishes. You're, you're doing yeah. a good job, but you don't have to like, Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm it's tasks I'm, that are, that yeah you're they're not automatic and you're still focusing on driving like if something happens you could yeah but you gotta love it 
And that was my number four. My number choice is the possibilities of rest stop convenience stores. I like going in there and just saying, am I a beef jerky guy today? Mm. Am I a protein bar guy? Am I getting mm. a, a Snapple and orange juice, taquitos? Mm. Who am I? What do I represent? Wow. Wow. Am I, getting, am I loading up on candy? Laffy Taffy? Or am I just using the bathroom and going? Am I saying hi to the person? All the above. Getting some smokes. I'm out of a convenience <laughs> store. I, 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 had a figure, I figured you and Kate were smoking cigarettes on the way back. Just burning the midnight oil smoking cigs. Actually, I have a setup where I have my, my vape e-cig pen and smokes. Both. Huge. I'm doing you both. Gotta, you got to have both. Yeah. It's a good one. My the pod madre because I was with her uh, last week and I told her about this drive. She spoiled me. She sent me a care package with a bunch of snacks for the ride. That's very nice. Uh, I had uh, beautiful some fruit, some nuts, healthy snacks. It really it came in uh, the clutch, for, especially for, for the drive home. It wasn't a neutral. It wasn't. Clutch. I was cruising. Clutch sports. My number two is driving in a new locale. Somewhere where you haven't driven, especially if it's nice, if it's beautiful. I'm thinking, Kate and I, last fall, we drove up to Vermont, very scenic. When you're driving like in a mountainous area, sometimes it's a little, you got to really be focusing on, you know, the windiness and the hills and the turns. But sometimes if you get some of those views, they're incredible. We both talked about driving in the Pacific Coast Highway. Driving in the middle of nowhere. I love during the day at night. It really freaks me out. I was talking about this with Brett Raybould, actually. I would take the hectic and danger. A lot of people can't drive in New York City or they're very afraid of driving in New York City because it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like, a, it's like, it is like a video game. You're just constantly maneuvering and jumping out of the way, but you never, you, you could never really go that fast. So if you also, you know how to do it, then you're, you're fine. But That's driving, driving in the dark, where there's no lights and you don't know where you're going. And like, it's like one lane. And then like the person is coming at you from the other side, like going 80. That, that freaks me out. It's creepy. Even the ride home from Mohegan Sun is like parts of it are just very dark. Yeah. Especially late at night. But at least you have, you're, you're there with Kate and with Brett, you're, you're with somebody. I like it. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I, I like driving alone on those, on those roads. You feel, uh, you're out in the middle of nowhere. It's you, I like it during the, the day, world. but I, at night you just, I feel like you just, you can't see. And then like, I feel like people are just the worst drivers. There's like a mm-hmm. recklessness. I don't know about you again on this where, I mean, we keep referencing this ride back, but I realized like one time all these cars were just breezing by me and Kate was like, you should drive. I was, I was going like 75 miles an hour. All these cars are going up, like gotta be at over 90. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going this fast just to keep up with these people. No, you don't, you don't need to zoom, especially late at night. When the highway is open late at night, people will. People will, are crazy. hundred percent. But uh, there is a pace of play, like in golf. You, you, you don't There's need to go of, up to there 90. There is a pace of play, but the pace of play, I think, stops at 70 plus, 70 plus even. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fair. My, yeah, that was number two, driving a new locale. 
My number one, it's very oddly specific, but it's when you're, I'm, I'm saying it's when you're finally on the road and can relax. And what I mean is that when you're driving somewhere or driving back from somewhere where you got to make a lot of turns, you don't exactly know where you're, you're oh, yeah. going, but then you get on the highway or you get to like a route where you know, and you don't have to like hyper pay attention to where you're going and you can just kind of unwind. This is when, especially if I'm driving with Kate or myself, even I'll, I'll put on a podcast or I'll put on music. It's, it's when you're the kind of the trip is ready to go and you don't have to worry about this kind of weird minutia. It's a great one. You look at the GPS and it says like 65 miles on this highway. Yeah. And you can kind of take your, uh, your hands off the wheel, put it in a cruise control and close your eyes. Which is what yeah. I always do. You know, I'm not trying to, obviously I'm using GPS, but I'm really trying not to. I'm taking an Atlas and I'm drawing, tracing the lines to try to map out my route. You're a big map out guy. You, I, I'm, I'm trusting the GPS overall. I, I, I feel like the GPS. The problem with the GPS is that it constantly is like, Kate had this great observation when you're driving. When you, well, it's terrible. It never knows where you are yeah. when you're, and when you're driving and when you're driving this traffic and they say like, you could save five minutes, you could save five minutes, um, blah, blah, blah. And you have to like click no. Yeah. That, that's rough. It's ridiculous. You should have to, you should, you should have to like click yes. That it's it just, it's wild. Yeah. If it's saving a bunch of time though, I'll save it. No, it's, save, it's, save it for the pod. It's stupid. So good. Number one, I did not have that. My number three, top nine things about driving. I haven't done this in a while, but I used to love doing this, especially during summer camp when we would go out on the road in like a van with a bunch of other youngsters. Do it sometimes if I'm in a car with other people on the highway. It's when you see a truck driver and you give them the old truck driver honk symbol. Pull down that that honk symbol and you get the... I do it for me, but I'm also doing it for the truck driver. Those guys, when they get that honk symbol, when you get the, you lift the arm up and down, they, they, they got to feel like a rock star. They, they're the, they're the, the superstars of the road. They get to the, the let that huge honk that the truck's got let it rip it makes me it makes me feel good it's it, i love a good truck driver honk number three lance there's moments that i think this is like why why i gravitate towards comedy when you're with like a group of like kids this is the middle school or high school and they're all trying to rally around doing something yeah and I'm not really that interested in it. I don't really understand it. And everyone's like so hyper into it. And I just feel like very, very like uh, alone, like very aware that I'm by myself and no one is going to be there. God. And that's like, you know, when there's that camaraderie about something that you just don't understand or don't get. And you're like, sure. I guess this is what life is. It's other people being obsessed with with honking, with getting the truck driver to honk. And I'm just like, I kind of just want to go home and make pasta. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that, was, that, was a deep, that was a deep response. And I, I relate to that feeling of, of feeling alone, but I don't feel alone. That's a way of me wanting to connect with another uh, guy on the I road. Know, but this he, guy's been on the road for 20 hours. He's staring ahead. I know, but what if, what if the guy doesn't want to do it? Then he won't do You're it. You're imposing this thing, and then... 
it's just it's just too much. It's too much What's, to handle. Why wouldn't he want to do it? All he's got to do is just lift lift his arm. No, I don't know, but why? If he's not there to perform for you, it's not. <laughs> what if what if a part of it is these these truck drivers? That's the one performance they get in life. The one asset that this truck has is it's got a loud you're putting, horn. You're putting your your agenda on someone for no reason. I have no agenda. My agenda is joy, and sometimes. You got to go for a joy ride, Lance. Troy Behar. The joys of life. The joys of the road. My number two is just making good time. Making, without being reckless, without speeding, I made good time coming home from uh, Mohegan Sun. When you, when you look at, when the second you get in the car, you look at, oh, it's going to take me two hours and five minutes. And say you get home in an hour and 50. You're like, I made good time. You feel accomplished. You feel like yeah. Even it doesn't have to be a long road trip. Say you're going across town, ten minute drive. You get there in eight minutes. Making good time. Nothing wrong with that. Number two. It's a good one. I will say this one thing. I'll say it is that if I do make good time, then I'm expecting the bottom to fall out the next time. So I'm almost just like not convinced that this was benevolent and that it's going to come back around and hurt me at some point. Wow. It's dark. It's real dark, Lance. Sometimes sometimes life just has joys. Sometimes just good things happen to good people. Sometimes bad things happen to good people for no reason. You gotta enjoy the beach. There's not umbrellas flying everywhere. I'm about to peel off here, Lance, to my number one. Surprised you don't have it. And I was almost made it a highlight, but I didn't want to spoil it. It's finding the perfect parking spot. And Lance, I found a spot right in front of my apartment coming over from Mohegan Sun. I didn't have my, I was prepared to have to get up early like in the morning to move my car Monday morning. Uh, but there was a spot right in front. I didn't have to move it. It was, and, and I almost took it for granted. I, I had that feeling where I saw like, oh my God, yes. Then I parked and I got, in my, got inside and I was like, wait, you got to take that in. You don't realize how lucky you just got. It's it's it make, I've never been more appreciative since I've been having a car in Queens, but finding a good spot is such a great feeling. Yeah, I think I mean, I'm surprised I didn't have it. Part of me was like, oh, it's just a city thing, parallel parking on the street. It's not as kind of general. It's general to our specific circumstances. But I'll say this also, I will say it, is that the past few weeks, it's been very easy to park by me. I think it's something having to do with, I guess, a lot of people around here aren't here for the summer or yeah. something so it's been shockingly easy to park and right. i know it's not going to be soon but so i haven't been i haven't been as hyper focused on it as i had been and i know we're different about this but i also like going for if we're you're in a parking lot i'll i'll still do a quick lap to check out where the best spots uh, are i'll get greedy yeah I'm, I'm not doing i'm parking i'm parking out of town yeah well we we're both in town carl anthony town's we we parked the cars. Quick top nine. I'm I'm pressing the lock on my key fob like twelve times. Well, then I'm gonna press it from where I am three miles away to make sure it's it's still parked. You got to triple check. And while that happens, Phil Jackson is gonna read his. He's not gonna read it. I'm gonna read it. His predictions for you. I got scared there. We had a Phil uh, impromptu guest spot. Well, we get yourself a road soda and buckle up. Because we are cruising. Whoa, whoa, Phil. Non-alcoholic, please. Yeah, Phil is 
Yeah, road soda. Reckless illegal. He might be just talking a literal like a road Coca-Cola, which Phil. But he's got to know the connotation of road soda. We are a, uh, yeah. <laughs> Phil's reckless. You're going to fly away. Glad you're going my way. <laughs> I love it when we're cruising together. Phil's out of control right now. Driving down the open road is something every city cat needs. Getting your paws off the pavement and caressing that smooth leather steering wheel while drifting mm. gently down a slick street is pure mm. bliss. Mm. Slick Rick. Get out your learner's permit and strap me into the front seat. Because <laughs> 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 we're getting some burgers at White Mata, bruv. Oh, You're riding with the king. Brovnik, the first time Phil Jackson was able to drive on his own, me and him, we got some burgers of white mana. Never forget it. Without any unreal. Without any further ado, here's what the road dog loves about driving. Fill me up, Phil. Opening those windows and cruising next to some ocean. Ooh, it's a good one. That's a huge one. It's very it's very rare. Though I guess in the summertime, I, I haven't done that this summer yet, but yeah, that's a great one. Road snacks. Love a road snack, Phil. Palm High. Beating traffic and making good time. Number two, Phil. You're on point. Having the freedom to leave whenever you please. Huey Lewis in the news, Phil. Now we're cooking. Sitting in the car during a car wash. <laughs> niche. That's a niche one. There's not a lot of car washes. I've done it a couple of times, but there's not that many that let you sit in the car. I will say this. I did it on Wednesday. I dropped Kate off at her place of work in Islip. And I was getting an oil change. And I was, the car was like outside. It was like not that clean. And I was like, I can't have it all messy for the oil change person. So I got it washed. And the place there, I just went to a place like two miles down the road. And they were not doing indoor, which, okay. I did want an indoor wash, but I just did mm. outdoor and they just had you go through the thing. It's nice. It's a nice thing. It was nice. Did they give you though at the oil change place? Did they give you a free car wash after? No. Oh, okay. It was the Volkswagen dealership. Gotcha. Not the one we got the car from though. Right. Right. We would never go back there. Never forget. Doing a random roadside attraction while you're on a longer journey. I like that. Being spontaneous. That's, Go and check out a local uh, Cracker Barrel and see the gift shop. That's a little too much. If you Dude, got you're going to add 90 minutes to go see a carnival on the side of the road? If you're full, if you, if you have a full day drive ahead of you and like all you're doing that day is driving, you don't have to be somewhere. I'm, Planet. I, I got nothing wrong with that. It's, it stresses me out how late you're going to get in. Bonus, riding with your best bud to get some perfect little burgers. <laughs> Ride me, Phil. I would love to get a perfect little burger with you, Phil. I miss it. Phil's a great DJ. Braze on, Phil. Braze on, Phil. Perfect little burger. Chew me up and spit me out, Phil. Kate comes in with some great predictions. Again, Kate, I apologize for being brisk, brusque. I didn't want to interrupt your food. But Kate comes in. Hello. Here's some picks for our road warrior. Number one, figuring out the road ahead of time. The road ahead of time. Figuring out the, ro- the route. Sorry, the route. route. The route. Oh, yeah, I love that. Planning I sh- the route. I should have had that. 
Because I like looking at it, so I don't have to like look at like use Google Maps. Stopping at a rest stop, snacks slash leg stretching slash bathroom breaks. Bang. Love a leg stretch. Yeah. Nothing better than a good leg stretch. Leaving at the perfect time to avoid traffic. E.g., we went to the shore at eleven thirty last Friday and avoided all the afternoon traffic. Yeah, that's yeah, that is huge. I mean, I I feel like I'm at a point where I'm not even going to consider driving in a. It's like the, that would be like the top worst top nine worst things about driving if you were with someone and they weren't thinking about that. You got to think about it, but sometimes you just can't uh, avoid it, especially you on a could, Friday. You could always avoid it. I'll wake up at six a.m. if I have to. All right. Sometimes, sometimes a great playlist for the road. Yeah. And a long conversation with the person slash people in the car with you. Yeah, that's great. I should have had that. I was thinking about just the actual driving, but that is, I mean, that's definitely the best part about driving with Kate. Wow. That's deep. How nice am I? That's love. Mm -hmm. That's love is love. Kevin love. Thank you very much to Kate and Phil for your top predictions. Thank you, predictors. We got a question this week, Jesse. Oh my God, no way. We don't do. tell me, don't tell me it's from Eric Seidel. <laughs> it's from the pod nemesis Eric Seidel. He actually said that I could do this next week if I wanted, because he didn't want to take up too much airtime because he oh, knew sure. Sure, he sure. knew that it would upset Brainiac 2KO. Why would it upset Brainiac 2KO? He said that Seidel gets too much airtime. Ah. Uh... So he's just saying you could put it off till next week, but at some point you got to answer my question. He said, he, he said you could put it off, you know, because someone might get mad and that would be Brainiac 2KO. And he was considerate of Brainiac 2KO's feelings. All right. Not yours is the point. Obviously. Sid, I don't know what you're going to think about this question. <laughs> What's your stance on the short-lived Tony Kornheiser show, Listen Up, starring Jason Alexander? <laughs> I, I i like the the name of it listen up i like it so much that i hate it I, I i don't think i was aware of that jason alexander played tony kornheiser on a tv show called so listen up. i was vaguely aware of this and i thought it was just like a talk like a sports talk show and then i looked into it and it was a sitcom on i believe cbs and jason alexander plays like a sports writer based on tony kornheiser Sounds like a and great premise. I watched, it was one season. The reviews are like all one star. <laughs> and I watched the first five minutes of the first episodes on YouTube. And, you know, I wanted to like it. Yeah. And uh, it was fine. Did Tony Kornheiser write it? I'm not sure. Jason Alexander seemed good, but it's just, it's very, it's, it's, it's very sitcom-y. Gotcha. It's like gotcha. the definition of a sitcom. Yeah. So what do you think? <laughs> it's a good question. I'll, I'll give it to this. I'll say this. Focus up, Seidel. Listen your ears up. It's a good question. Listen up. But I don't know. I have no context. I, I, I would check it out. I'll watch the YouTube clip. Sounds, I feel like if someone told me about that right now, it was coming on TV, I would be interested. But yeah. What do you think of Tilt, the ESPN show about poker? I like I like full tilt. I love watching poker on TV. I like seeing people bluff. I like Mike the Mouth Matisau. Eric and I Seidel. like lo looking at Eric Seidel. 
rake in some winnings? It, it, it was a fine question, Seidel, but it didn't really leave up a lot of room for like, I, I, we, I didn't see it. Like, sometimes the question about like, you know, what's your favorite kind of uh, dinner course, like French or, or uh, that was a good question. The others, that, that's a great question. Those questions are open and open-ended, but to asking about a specific TV show that I might not have seen a little close-minded, maybe give me a heads up, watch the show and then tell me what you think. Listen up. Not your best. QAB? It was a QAB? Definitely QAB. Questionable at best. Our closing segment, sponsored by Goose. You want me to go? Sure. I'm holding the door. I've got three different QABs. You pick them. Dealer's choice. I've got a dog poop QAB. I've got a suntan lotion QAB. And I've got a pickle juice QAB. All pretty good. Pickle juice. Pickle juice, Lance. You you chose the right one. They're all they're all right. Last night, Lance, I was super parched in my apartment. I go into my fridge. This is I'm I'm talking around past midnight. It's hot. I I, I want to get a bottle of water. You ever go into the fridge and like I'm like half asleep and like I just like I, my body's not really moving. I'm like almost sleepwalking. I just know I need water. I get into my fridge. And I, I take out a bottle of water and accidentally knock over a thing of pickles. And it goes onto the floor, out of the fridge. The top falls off. All of the pickle juice, the brine, spills, splatters across my kitchen. I am flabbergasted. And I'm calling myself QAB because I, I set myself up for failure the next day. I, I put down a couple paper towels, but I didn't do a proper cleanup job. You ever, you ever like sometimes leave your, leave future you a problem that current you does not want to deal with. I've been getting better at, at doing that. But in that moment, I was like, future tomorrow, Jess, you're screwed. I woke up this morning. It smelled like cat's deli in my kitchen. It smelled like pickles and old juice and old juice. I call, you know what? I should have, I should have snapped out of it last night and did a proper cleanup job. I should have, you know, sprayed something, should have really got up all there was like little like things that are in the pickle juice brine like all over the the floor like little little dots it smelled so bad the worst thing to wake up to qab i i, I had to i should have swallowed the the pickles last night and did a proper cleanup yeah it sounds like you didn't play proper defense you're like zach lebron <laughs> lebron james no d yeah I was calling. No, the- that's that's on you. It's gonna happen. Stuff like that's gonna happen, but you gotta clean it up. I gotta. I, I you gotta do. clean up your mess. I do. I no sympathy. I'm not asking for it. I'm calling myself QAB. It was just like the worst timing. I was about to fall asleep. I needed some water. Yeah. Not yeah. ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Webs. Yeah. This show I did in Philly with Brett. This isn't necessarily QAB, but I think it'll set up the context well. The place, it's a good venue when everything is set up right. The room itself is very good, but we get there. The show, it's doors at 7, show at 7.30. We get there at about 6.30. We walk in. No one's in there. Door is open and unlocked. No one's in there. Like, like no workers? No, no like zero any. people. Okay. No one working there. No customers. No, Wait, this what? is... 
Did you say what kind of place is this? A bar? Uh, it's uh, a it's like a bar slash comedy venue. Like they do comedy there. They got, there's like a there's a few there's like three floors and one of the floors they do like it's like music and comedy. Okay. Um. So nothing is set up. We kind of have to like set up everything, but we don't know how to work any of like the systems. Oh, he calls the owner. The owner's like, you know, someone's going to be there. Seven comes. People start showing up. Nobody's there. Oh, my God. Then we just, like, tell people to hang out on the ground floor. Then someone comes and works, but she's like, I'm only doing the bottom floor. I don't know anything about the upstairs. Where I finally figure out how to get on the sound system. Then the speaker is blown out. <laughs> so then, like, time keeps passing. No one's up. No one is, you know, there's, there's about 30 people just sitting. Like I'm waiting for the show to start. It's silent because we can't get the sound system to work. The speaker's broken. And we're like, we need to get the speaker from downstairs. Otherwise, we're not going to have a show. The person downstairs is blasting music, obviously. No one's downstairs. Everyone's upstairs. And we end up, she lets us borrow the speaker for the show. And the show happens. I, I have to go up to, to kind of all this situation. I actually did pretty well. I realized after the Mohegan Sun situation, I'm better at comedy when the situation when when people just want to sit there and laugh i'm I'm not good but if there's chaos i'll rein them in interesting interesting i, I, I like kind I, of I, I i can relate to that because i feel like when you know, i don't know about for you when when you can lower the stakes in your head and you're like oh i can't kill here and then it's like it relaxes you and then you're like all right and then exactly. you can kind of let, let it rip yeah but anyway so that was kind of that set up and then the show ends we're hungry uh and this is not like 9 30 and everything in philly is closed this is supposed to be a city there's like all these like we're, we're trying to go to this like fast casual place closed dunkin mm-hmm. donuts closed we end up finding this pizza place and we get the pizza it's good pe- good you know solid enough different slices i just get two cheese Brett gets like a pepperoni and something like a i, I forget what and they got it. He, he's taken, he's looking at the table. He's scavenging. He's taken Parmesan from one table. He's taken red pepper from another table. Dumped it on. Then he takes this red bottle to, to put on, Here you know, is. what you, you would think would be buffalo sauce. It's ketchup. Oh, no. And he puts this giant glob of ketchup oh. all over his pizza. And then he's like, oh, gross. This is ketchup. And like has to try to like wipe it off. And doesn't, oh, you know, my God. Gets most of it off. But I mean, QAB, this is a pizza place. There's no, and it's not like one of these places that they sell pizza, pizza, but also burgers. It's just pizza. What kind of pizza place has a jar? I mean, it is red, but it's like one of those red square, every other pizza place, it's, it's going to be some sort of buffalo sauce. What is that? I will, I will say this. That definitely a QAB move not to label it as ketchup, but. You got to like test it. You should test exactly. it just in case. And, but, and you could feel the difference. The weight. Ketchup is heavier than a, a a hot sauce, hot uh, yeah, sauce I, I, liquid i didn't uh and get that far i feel like it's almost like crossing the street in new york city when you have a walk you should be fine but you also just have to look because you never know yeah yeah definitely even using those uh those shakers you got to make sure they're twisted on properly they might oh have, yeah you always get a situation where you're getting garlic powder you know a, a whole comforter of garlic powder yeah wow what a wild situation yeah you guys were, were catsipped 
he was. I I was smart yeah. enough not to, but I yeah. that, I was like, that is very QAB. That's gonna make it to the pod. Absolutely. Solid. Should we bring in the closer? Let's do it. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Beautiful. Episode 85, Lance, in the books. In the books. What a ride. What an absolute ride. Yeah, anything to plug? If you were listening to this the day that comes out Friday or during the day Saturday and you're in Connecticut, I'm doing a road show Saturday the 24th at Back East Brewery in Bloomfield, Connecticut. I'm going to be another road dog. Back East. B-E-B. What about That's Back it. West? This one's Back East. All right. Uh, I got, you know, I got shows, but I, I'm doing this bit where I'm like, I don't want... I did like the, the Instagram post of you were like, trust me, I have shows. Well, that, that is, yeah, that's for, you know, these people who post, they just want to let other comedians know that they're on shows. I do, I do that. But I'm trying to work on this thing about how, I, I, like, well, the goal of comedy for a lot of people is to be famous, but I don't want anyone to know where I am ever. It's a tough thing. It's a tough thing when you were doing a yeah. public facing. Uh, yeah. So I got some, I got some stuff, but I actually have something I really do want to promote. That's going to happen probably at the end of September that I'll, when it's all finalized, I'll start telling, telling you about. Beautiful. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to everybody. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.